As hey everybody and welcome to this episode of Metacast. Uh, our guest this week uh, is none other than Joseph Motiki, uh, one of the two main characters from Metabots. Uh, Metabee, how you doing? I'm not bad. I'm doing all right, man. We're just holding it down and everything. How you doing, Grady? All right? I'm good. Uh, just kicking through and keep rolling. Yeah. There you go. That's right. One day at a time, brother. That's all you can do. That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, when when you like, I reach out to you or we talk about something. I say the word metabots. What mm. what immediately comes to your mind there is, is hopefully good memories, but what comes flooding back? Look, it's all uh, it's all good. Uh, a lot of affection for Metabots. Um, it was uh, one of the first animated shows uh, that I ever worked on. Um, here, I'm based here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So um, for the first five years of my career, I was uh, hosting television shows uh, and still do. But I uh, was uh, doing a late night show for a year, uh, hosted a, um, a children's block of television shows for four and um, uh, after I retired uh, from the show, I told the kids I retired because I figured they'd understand, you know, it doesn't sound as bad as I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So <laughs> figured retirement. That's OK. They understand I'm doing OK. Yeah. Um, uh, started to branch out doing all kinds of different things. So um, Metabots was actually the first uh, um, uh, anime uh, that I worked on. The first uh, first show I dubbed, um, which was fun. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was great, uh, growing up, uh, there was a lot of animes that, uh, that I loved, right. There was, you know, that, uh, we were watch here in Toronto, my brother and I would sit and we would watch, uh, there was like Grandizer and Guy King and, um, Dangard Ace and Star Avengers and just all of these wicked shows. So, you know, I mean, it's at that point, I already been working for five, maybe six years, but it never gets old when it's like, oh man, I'm going to do a. I'm gonna do an anime? Like what? I'm gonna I'm gonna dub one of those? Oh, it's gonna be amazing! So, the first thing I thought about when I with Metabots is just all right. I'm I'm in the the anime pantheon. Like I'm in it too, which is for me that's awesome. It's, it, even now it's still kind of trippy, given the love that the show has and everything. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned your hosting gigs there. Um, what made you make that decision to jump from from hosting into this voice acting world? Uh, you know what? In uh, here in Canada, it's a um, you know it's a the industry isn't necessarily as big as it is say in uh, the United States. You know, United States. You know, you've got a a movie agent, you've got a television agent, commercial agent, uh, radio agent, voiceover agent. You know, it's just it's each one is its own thing. Here in Canada, it's it's one big it's one big pit. So uh, I hadn't the first five years when I've been hosting, I didn't have an agent uh, at that point. I was fresh out of school. I was actually still in school when I was doing my first show. So uh, I figured, okay, you know what? It's, you know, it's time to get an agent. It's time to see what the industry is like. And uh, so, you know, when I got an agent, they said, all right, we're just going to send you out for everything. So you just go out for everything. So it wasn't so much, hey, let me try this out. It's just, you're going out. You're going to go and we're going <laughs> to see what sticks. Now, I mean, the, the fortunate thing is that, you know, I got into this industry to do something fun, right? I mean, you know, I've always said the the key to life is either liking what you do for a living or liking what it allows you to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and here in North America, unfortunately, it's like we, we live to work, right. You know, everywhere else in the world, you know, Spain, they siesta in the afternoons. And I think Norway's got three months of paid vacation. Like here it's just, you, know, you get two weeks of vacation <laughs> and the rest of it's nine to five, right. Rat race, rat race, rat race. So, you know, you better like what you're doing. So, uh, you know, I figured, you know, when I was in school, all right, you know what? 
you know, I, I can talk a little bit. Let me, let me, let me try broadcasting. Let me get into, into radio and television and stuff. So, uh, so made that decision back in, uh, 92, when I first started school, originally I was going to study law. Medibi was almost a lawyer. Medibi thought about law. <laughs> you know what, man, that's, that's going to be soul sucking, man. That's going to be a, that's a lot of paperwork and just a lot of, uh, so I figured, you know what? Let's do this. So uh, took a three-year program uh, at Ryerson, which was a uh, school here in Toronto, and uh, did the uh, the kids show, and I was off and running. And was there any? Uh, obviously, talk. You know, you love anime. You're coming into it, and then you get your first dubbing project, and they're like, "And we want you to be the main character." What's what's running through your mind at that point? It's it's pretty trippy. I mean, I knew. I knew going in that I, I was auditioning for Meta B. So, you know, so I knew he was like one of the leads, right? Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, that with the, um, I know with some animes, like, you know, it's the, uh, you know, say the human characters that are more the leads. And then depending on, you know, where the, the you know, the, the, the robot character or the, or the, you know, whoever the, the, the character guy is, they could be anything, maybe more support guy, whatever. Um, but in reading those first uh, audition scripts, it was it was evident that you know, and definitely with that first season, that it was a uh, the story between Icky and Metabi. So you know you knew it was going to be about this sort of uh, blossoming friendship and the sort of back and forth with them. So um, so it was exciting knowing that okay, it's a it's a lead, which is super cool. Uh, you know the um, I'd done two animated shows before that. One was a show called Crash Box for HBO, where I played a character who was uh, Professor Rocket, who was just one of many guys. Uh, sort of an educational show. Uh, the other one was Rescue Heroes, where I played uh, Rocky Canyon. He was uh, one of the, he was a rookie mountain climber who was part of the Rescue Heroes. So it was an ensemble, but you know, you know, he's, he's one of the guys. Uh, but this I knew was one of the main dudes and stuff. So that, that was exciting, but was also just really excited to sort of explore the stuff between, between Meta B and, uh, and Icky. So that for me, that was what was really exciting. Because mm. really, Metabots, if you boil it down, outside of the having fun fighting robots, it really is that relationship with, with Icky and Metabee. Um, and when you have to record lines for stuff like that, how did you get that chemistry between the two? Because from my understanding of talking to some of the other voice artists, you guys didn't record together. No, 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 no. Everybody uh, was in studio and recorded separately. So, um, you know, look, it's part of the of the art form, uh, especially with dubbing is, you know, like you read the script, you, you know what you're going to do. Um, but you, you kind of have to, uh, um, fill those gaps in, right. You know, you sort of have to get an idea of where they're going to be coming from. You give your performance and then you hope they sort of, you know, are able to, you know, put that together when they, uh, when they dub it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the, because it's already been done, you know, in another language, it's, it's there on the screen. Right. So you can sometimes, you know, uh, look at the screen and see the emotion of the um, of the characters to sort of see maybe how you would react. Right. You know, I mean, you're not hearing the uh, the English, but, you know, you can see Icky on screen. So okay, he's pissed. All right. So, you know, maybe he's going to respond in kind. Right. So, you know, you get some cues from there. But um, but, you know, but part of the challenge is uh, is 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 just sort of being in there by yourself and and sort of filling those gaps in yourself. You know, usually in a uh, uh, an animation, a regular show, you know, you're you're usually in there with the other performers. You get to hear their performance, and you can respond in kind. Uh, but for the dub, much different. You're just sort of going in and 
knocking your stuff off. So it's uh, so it's it's one of many challenges when it comes to dubbing. Definitely different than just a regular animation. Do you have a preference between the two styles? You know what? It's it's always better to be able to to work off of other people. So you know, if, if you got preference, then yes. I mean, also from a you know um, from an ego standpoint, it's kind of fun that they can animate whatever you do so you know if you're doing a regular animated show you can ad lib you can throw some stuff in and they might just use them and it's kind of fun to see your character throwing in stuff that you might have said right so that's cool uh metabots was actually a lot of fun i was very fortunate with meta b because um there is more room to throw in ad libs uh if i wanted to um one of the i shouldn't say the tricks one of the great things about meta b was that dubbing wise meta b has no mouth so there's a lot of times when you go in, you know, you might have a, you know, you'll, you'll hear the, the beeps, right? Do, do, do. Iggy, come on, we got a row battle. And then you, you know, it sort of gives you the time of when you got to go. But, you know, if you can fit more in, in that a lot of time, you can throw in an ad lib or two. And for me, I don't have to worry about it syncing with the, with the mouth flapping because yeah. he's a robot, right? So, you know, unfortunately, all the other actors, they're sort of hamstrung because they've got to go with the lip moving so they can only stay to, to what's happening, uh, which also made their sessions a lot longer. Uh, usually I was sort of, you know, all right, great. Joe's here. We can catch up because whereas everybody else, it takes a long time to sort of make sure you're, you know, you're, you're syncing everything. I can go in there. Hey, let's go. Don't look at me like that. Do you know who I am? You can just boom, 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 boom. And then, all right, you're out of here. See you, Joe. That's great. And then get back to the slog so in a perfect world yeah animating is always great but uh i've been fortunate with the dubbing um because between meta b uh i played a, a battle spider shadow on spider riders he was just another guy with no mouth all <laughs> right get to go with same thing so you know i've been pretty lucky no mouths i just get to do what i want so that's that's pretty cool he's getting typecast as any character without a mouth we'll give joe a call we'll get him Motiki in. can do it Motiki knows what he's doing and stuff like he's very experienced with no mouths he can bring him in it's like yeah man hook it up it's, it's a1 i mean you know i also have had to sort of coordinate with mouths so i i know that side of it as well but you know look that meta the best he's you know just he's so like unhinged and everything you can kind of go a whole lot of different ways and everything sort of fits right i mean he's just a uh a nutty you know, vibrant character that is like, oh, you can just let her rip. Like you can never get too loud or too wild with them, right? Which was which was great, especially then. You know, it was it was awesome. <laughs> uh, obviously, though, made a beat, no mouth, uh, and robot. Uh, how did you come up with the voice for him? Like, how much of that was you trying to twist your vocal cords to sound more roboty, and how much of that, I guess, was post processing filters and stuff. Uh, you know, if you if you if you listen to him, you can hear the uh, the sort of filter. There's a sort of tinny effect that they put on his uh, on his voice. So so that they uh, you know they looked after. Uh, in terms of his personality, you know, I knew I wanted him to be uh, to be energetic. Uh, I knew I wanted him to be you know almost like hyperactive. Uh, so he almost gets into a uh, yeah. I, I always joke around. He's just sort of a, he's like a you know a Chris Rock light. You know, he's just you know he's kind of got that thing. It's like look, we got to go and do this, but you better not mess with me and. You know, I think maybe later on in life, I put a little bit more of the growl in. When I listened back, he was really just more talking like this. Like, there wasn't that much of this. But, you know, I can take liberties. I'm Meta B, so I can, I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> However I do it, that, that's, that's Meta B. That's what's up. But, um, 
But when I went in, I knew I wanted to make him really energetic. So I figured, you know, I sort of give him that Chris Rock vibe. Uh, and also that nobody else would be doing that. Um, you know, one of the things that you you try to do in, you know, maybe in performance in general, but especially say with, with voice acting is, you know, if you've got a pocket, if you've got something that you, you feel you can do a lot with and that you're good at, do that. And there's times when uh, if I go into an audition, you know, they might be asking for one thing, uh, but I'm like, you know what? There's going to be 15 actors who are going to go in there who are going to nail that. So I'd rather go in and do something funny. I always want it to be funny because, you know, it's everyone feels better when they're laughing, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, you make them laugh, great. So if I go in there, I do something different, they laugh. It's like, okay, it might make them think, you know what, maybe that's the way to go with this guy. So instead of competing with 15 guys doing the same thing, I'd rather just come off and do my thing. Hmm. And at worst, they say, yeah, it's not what we wanted, but man, that was great. We'll remember Joe for something else. And then sometimes in the creative process, it might be, wow, I never thought of that take on the character. Let's bring Joe back in and explore that. So, you know, so Meta B, I just, I knew energetic, hyperactive, and that Chris Rock row. I went in and some of the stuff I said in my audition was like, I mean, I was, I was swearing in the audition. Like I said some stuff that, you know, would never make it to air, right? But I figured, look, it's the audition just, I'm giving you Meta B or what I think he is and stuff, right? This is my metal Beatles. So I'll <laughs> knock it out. And, you know, like they always say, you know, you start up here and then, you know, you can always bring it back down, right? So yeah. I just, I piped off. It was filthy. Some of the things I said when I auditioned for Meta B, it was, if there is, I don't, I don't know if they still got the tape, but if they had those recordings, that would be some serious Metabots after dark. Cause I was just <laughs> spouting some nonsense off. It was, but again, always fun. I mean, hit the ground running with him. Yeah, those those tapes are locked away in a vault somewhere for blackmail later. It's uh, yeah, that's a thousand percent. That's uh, that's a hundred percent. That's what's up. Uh, you you talk about listening back or uh, reviewing some of the stuff. Did you watch the shows that you voice in? Yeah, you know what would uh, would watch them. Uh, so here we recorded them. Uh, we were recording uh, in two thousand, and then um, the show debuted uh, here in North America on Fox in I think two thousand one. So, um, so, you know, so there were times I get up, it never gets old to, you know, go on TV and, and watch yourself or hear yourself or see your performance. Like, oh man, because, you know, sometimes you can, you, you forget, like, you know, you're not working, you're not working in a vacuum, you know, the, the stuff that you do is going to have life and it's going to get out and people are going to see it. So, um, so sometimes I would, I would definitely watch it on Fox and, uh, and even made a point of, um, when the DVDs uh, finally got released a few years ago, I think it was on uh, Shout, uh, got the first season, um, which was, I think still, it's just the first season that, that you can get. I think, hmm. I don't know if you can find the other multiple seasons like online, but got that first season for sure. And uh, so, you know, it's always fun to sort of, you know, hear the, because uh, there is a definite chemistry. The first season was Samantha Reynolds. Hmm. She played uh, um, uh, Icky and, uh, and she was great. She did a fantastic uh, icky and then in the following seasons uh julie lemieux who is she's like she's like the meryl streep of uh of voice acting uh she's based here in toronto and she is like you know if you look at her resume it's just blah, 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 blah. she's she is it and she took over for uh for icky after uh, samantha and she went down to la to go uh, pursue some projects and uh and julie was great but you know that um you know it's fun to just sort of um look back and sort of see their bickering and to see their their uh and to see their vibe and stuff right it was a you know 
it's it's, it's one of it's one of animation's great love stories. If you met be this, <laughs> just have it at it and stuff like that, right? It's a lot of this, but you know, a lot of affection with those two. Uh, you obviously mentioned like season three. There was a bit of changes, some voice artists change around. The story took a little bit of a turn, um, and yeah, a bit. <laughs> I don't know. That's right. a little That's bit right. of a turn. Yeah, um, I guess being on the other side of that, did you notice that change as much? The records by that time were were very different. Um, you know, season two uh, when they had um, you know they went to the World Road Battle Championships. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, a lot more of the, um, of, uh, of, of Icky with some of the other characters, you know, Metabi was more of a, of an instrument at that point, right? It was just, you know, he pop up when it was time to roll battle or it was time to fight by season three. It was, I mean, those, those records were the, it was almost like a not record. Like I go in, <laughs> ah, do some reactions. Do some, all right, great, Joe. That's it. Like I, I don't even know if there's dialogue in, in in season three. There was barely anything. So it was it was very different. So you know I I you know still try to watch them and see. But I mean it was you know much different than 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 season one. Uh, you know when I talk to fans, you know I've had a chance to you know online. I mean you know Metabots has this this great following, which is you know fantastic. Um, you know season one seems to be the you know the real one that people kind of hold dear and stuff right i mean you know two and three super cool lots of action but you know i mean but yeah by the time those the the following seasons came you know meta was more of a of a, of a of a blunt instrument that they were just sending out to go you know uh uh work some battles and everything as opposed to you know say sort of any you know dialogue or relationship with icky i mean you know at that point he's he's trying to get the red-haired girl and he's talking to dr aki and he's hormones are starting to pop it's like you know icky come on that's Let's hang out. We don't hang out anymore. What happened, bro? Like that's that would have been my story. That's how I would have kicked out season four. What happened to us? And then, and then go from there. But uh, so yeah, definitely a difference in terms of you know the sort of uh, direction of the show. But I mean, I guess that's what they figured in Japan, right? I mean, you know, it's which was also the interesting thing. It's like it's already been done. So you know, say if people you know watch a show, you know, once it's been dubbed, say in North America, and they're like, wow, we really love those elements of the show. Well. You don't get that feedback. Things done. It's already in the can. So yeah. you're gonna get the the World Road Battle Championships. You're gonna get, uh, you know, this Transformer vibe. And now Metabee's got wheels. It's like, huh? What? It's like, all right. I guess we'll just roll with this and everything. So you know, even watching it, I was just like, when do you get wheels? Like, what? Huh? What is this? What's going on? And just you know, kilobots and I'm, you know. But I mean, look, it's each their own. They they went that direction. That was great. But you know. Obviously, I'm biased, but season one, you know, because so much of it was, you know, that relationship with the two of them. And then there's still like tons of action. I mean, it was just, you know, lots of role battling and, and fights. And it was, you know, so it, it had everything. So, you know, but yeah, it, it definitely got different. 100% Grady. Did. <laughs> uh, I know it's like 20 years ago at this point, but is there any specific moments you remember maybe uh, recording or watching them later that was just like a highlight that you uh, you remember? You know, there's the, uh, it might have been episode 10 or 11 when um, uh, Similodon was like the sort of the main uh, uh, nemesis for, uh, for Icky and, and Medibi. And, um, you know, and they, uh, and there's a moment when, you know, uh, when Icky is, is trying to rein Medibi in, Medibi's deciding he's going to go solo. I don't, I don't need this anymore. Uh, but then they, 
they sort of work out their differences, right? And they sort of figure it out. And then outside, it was almost like this private, this private role battle that they had against Samiladon, right? And they, you know, and they they come correct. And, uh, and I sort of love that, that, you know, they, they sort of lost on the big stage, but then, you know, okay, we're going to go mano a mano. We're just going to do this in this, in the park, right? And, you know, Koji, yes, finally, this is the 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 the, the road battle I was expecting. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, Koji, what are you talking about? Similadon, who cares if it's new? Like, now you're going to get it and stuff. So I, I always love that episode because that sort of cemented the two of them. Um, and then um, uh, and then the last three or four episodes of that season, because it they just did a great job of just, of just it was just building to this huge action crescendo where you know you, you, they end up you know saving like the the city and it is you know and then you know they they have the multiple metaphors uh that you know everyone's kicking it out it was like i like i recorded it but then when i'm watching I'm like oh man this is wicked like oh they got three metaphors I, I can only imagine like kids watching they was like, like blowing their minds and stuff right because i'm watching it i'd read the scripts and i'm all I'm like yeah man this is wicked so so, you know, for me, those parts of the season were were amazing. Uh, and, then, you know, even just the records, I mean, you know, it was a, a really good team. Uh, you know, the studio that we recorded on uh, or we recorded that was on um, a street here, Richmond, uh, Richmond Street East. And it's actually not there anymore. The uh, it's now like a factory or whatever. So but I walk or sometimes drive by it when I'm on my way to another studio. So it's a lot of affection for like, oh, man, like that's that's where it was, man. Like it was right there, that building like. No one will ever know now. You can't take anybody in. You feel like an old guy. See right up there? Yeah, that's where we did it, man. You had to go up these stairs, and there's a little room, and it went into the studio. So, you know, it was it was a really good team and a, a lot of a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, a lot of good people that, you know, then you'll you'll run into here, there. I mean, performers, you might just kind of pass them on your way to the record, but, you know, same people that you'll see that, you know, for, you know, decades now at other records and other auditions and everything. So, you know, it, it was, uh, so that was special. But, you know, when I think about that first season, it was just sort of those moments, you know, with Icky Medebi and then, you know, that build to the final, because it just kept, it just kept throwing new, new, new people to, to battle. It's like, you know, rubber <laughs> robos are taking out their outfits and now they're, they're claiming like other names. I'm not a rubber robo anymore. Now I'm what? It's like, what are you doing? It's, it was nuts, but nuts in the best way. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, you mentioned other people and like the it seems like the canadian voice acting like industry is pretty tight and like you'll run across the same people um in different shows like if you look down your imdb and other metabots voice actors imdbs there's crossovers and stuff um right. do you keep in touch with with any of those voice actors from uh from metabots or elsewhere you know what you because we see each other so much um at at records or at auditions you it's funny you almost like you you see everybody like a lot over the course of a year. Um, you know, like Julie Lemieux, we've done other shows together. Um, uh, we just actually, we are doing one for um, uh, Color Forums. It's a preschool show for, uh, for Netflix. And, uh, you know, our characters, uh, you know, we play the silly faces on the show. So um, they're sort of like the equivalent of like the minions in uh, Despicable Me. So, you know, she has a bunch that she does. I do some of that I do. And so we get to sit there and, and joke around. So you, you know, you know, so get to see her. Uh, I just saw uh, Lisa um, at a, um, um, I mean, we'll, we'll chat every now and again. I see her on um, social media, which of course, you know, that sort of changed the world, right? Like you're never, yeah. you're never out of contact with anybody, but um, you know, even when she'd be like in different, uh, 
different cities as you go to the coast or go to LA, you know, you can still sort of see her, but um, you know, there's a convention, um, you know, there's a ton of cons, uh, but I don't really do, I haven't done that many, that many cons. I mean, I know there's some performers, they just do them all the time and stuff. Right. But you know, I, you know, I'm like, well, I, you know, I want to kind of keep it special if I ever show up to one or whatever. So there is one where they're really high on Metabots. So uh, I did that one uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Unplugged Expo. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lisa was there. So I got to see her there. We're sitting there just, you know, sharing some stories and catching up. So you you sort of see a lot of that. Terry McGurin, who was Coach Mountain, see him all the time. You know, he does uh, um, uh, rights and um, uh, uh, produces um, other animated shows. So you you sort of it's you never kind of need a big reunion because you're kind of always seeing people and everything right it's a you know i mean toronto we're fortunate it's a real hub for uh for animation and for animated voices so you know yeah you you, you see the gang you see them kind of rolling around and everything which is uh which is cool uh if there's there's someone out there who maybe wants to make the same jump you did or just get into voice acting in general uh what sort of tips do you have for them uh, you know what? I mean, it's performing you, I would say with voice, you know, find what's in your, your pocket, you know, you know, there are some uh, performers who are, you know, who are mega talents, right. Who can do 80 different voices and can, you know, they can and then do deep and do this and do that. So you've got to be honest with yourself as to what your, your range is, right. You know, I've got, you know, a few characters that I, I can do. I'm, I'm not one of these guys that can do like, you know, I can do like 70 different things, right? You know, there's the Rob Tinklers and, uh, uh, you know, guys that can just knock all kinds of stuff off. Julian Lemieux can do anything. You know, I, I can't do anything. I'm a confident guy, but I can't do anything. So, you know, I would, I would say to anybody, you know, you know, do a half dozen. Get a half dozen of voices that, you know, you're, that, you're, that you're comfortable with, uh, you know, that you know that you can, you can take any place that you need to go and then work on those, you know, make sure that those are good. When you've got those, then you can sort of branch and try different different voices and everything. But you know, have your you know have your have your team. You know, have your teams that you know if you're going in somewhere. All right, you know what? This is in my pocket. I'm comfortable with this. You know, I can do that. I think that's always the the first thing. Uh, be honest with yourself. Any performer should be honest with themselves as to you know, not to be blunt, but if they should be doing it in the first place. <laughs> you know, there's people that oh no, my all my friends say I'm talented. My mom says I'm amazing. I say hell oh, yeah, that's. That's why your mom's your mom, <laughs> but maybe you're not. So, you know, try things, practice things, but, you know, listen to the feedback that you get from people and, you know, and, and make sure that it is, you know, something for you. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been lucky. I've, you know, I always say I'm a, I'm a host first and foremost. I've been lucky to host uh, shows here on, on this side of the water. And, and that's been great. And then um, and branch into, into, into animation, which is, which is cool. Um, I know there's some people that, you know, they're like, oh man, I want to be a, a voice actor. Or they even say, I'm a voice actor. It's like, okay, have you done some stuff? Have you, <laughs> do you have a, uh, a resume? Have you done some things? I mean, you know, look, we're all actors. I'm an actor. You're an actor. Everybody's an actor, but you know, until you're actually, you know, doing it professionally and, and, and taking the steps to, to get better at it, mm -hmm. you know, you're not. And that's a key as well. Always work on it. You can always be better. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've accomplished, you can always get better. So keep working at it. Keep practicing. You know, that way you don't get a big head. And you don't start thinking that you're something that you're not. So, you know, if you do that, that'll that should put you on the on the right path. Uh, and if if someone came a call and I don't know who has the rights at this point, but if someone came a call and said, we want to do Metabots, 
in 2020 <laughs> or 2021 by the time they'll pick up the phone. Yeah. Uh, are you are you picking up the phone? Are you diving here? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's an easy that's an easy yes. I mean, you know, look, they they, they always say especially here in Canada, they say don't say no to work. You don't you don't say no. So if anybody comes calling, you go, yes. You know, it's not I hear these stories about actors. Yeah, I said no to the role because yeah, no. no nobody here says no. I think of my life, I might have said no to like maybe three three things where I was just like, Yeah, no, I'm not that's not that's not gonna work. Uh but MetaB, they did another MetaBots like a thousand percent. I mean, he uh I mean he was like my I mean, look, he's my first, he was my first animated, my first, my first anime guy. Uh, he's still probably my, my favorite. I mean, you know, I've, like I said, you know, there's spider riders and some back of gun and, you know, there's been some stuff, but you know, he's, he's still the guy just because he's so different from, you know, I think a lot of characters and a lot of the, you know, the animated characters and stuff. Right. I mean, I know that, you know, when people hit me up uh, off my website or now on social media, I mean, it's been, I love that they, they sort of connect him to being black. I don't know if they knew that I was black when I was doing the, uh, when I did the role, but you know, I'll see posts sometimes like, man, I always knew he was a brother. I knew Medivy was a brother. I knew it. It's like, it's, I love it. You know, they sort of vibe on that. Cause I don't know how many, you know, uh, how many, um, you know, I mean, robots or animated characters where they'll just go, yeah, man, that guy's definitely, he's definitely black. That guy's definitely hundred percent. So, you know, then with, you know, people saw me, Oh, I knew it. So that's, that's pretty great. So he's, he's kind of got his own cool niche, which is, which is fine by me. It's uh, so yeah. If if they ever decided to, you know, like to resurrect it or do new episodes, reanimate, do a movie, it's like you know. Although now I probably shot myself in the foot because if they did a movie, they they call Chris Rock. They probably Chris <laughs> Rock to do it. So I, I probably just I probably just taught myself out of a job in there like that, man. So you know, enjoy the project, Chris. I hope it goes well for you. Because yeah, you need the money, I guess. <laughs> so that's it. But you know, if if Chris Rock decides, ah, I can't do it. I got too much stuff on the go. I'm gonna be on the road. By all means, I'm I'm always I'm always ready. I'm always ready to re up. I am ready for the Metabots re up. Always, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And uh, I guess is there? You talked about social media. If people want to get a hold of you or uh, have a chat or anything like that, what are the the links they can head to? Uh, you know what? I, I'm pretty easy to find. It's just my name, Joseph Motiki. Grady did it. <laughs> easy peasy. Uh, mm-hmm. At Joseph Motiki on Twitter, right? Just <laughs> every tab. J-O-S-E-P-H-M-O-T-I-K-I. Uh, Instagram, same thing. And uh, Facebook, it's Joe Motiki because some jabroni who's not me took Joseph Motiki. So I was like, all right, so be it. I just, I'll just have to use Joe. But uh, easy to find and uh, always happy to hear from people. And uh, I do my best to, you know, uh, answer back and everything. So, yeah, you ever got a, a Metabots question or, uh, uh, or about anything I've done, feel free. It's always good to talk about it. But uh, Meta before life. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, um, is there any uh, projects you're working on at the moment that you want to uh, shout out or direct people to? Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, animation wise, we uh, um, we got the new season of uh, Hotel Transylvania, the series uh, based on the movies. So uh, that is currently airing. So depending on where you uh, live in the world, check your local listings. Um, Color Forms, uh, preschool show. Uh, anime is on Netflix. So uh, you can see that. Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually starting a, uh, it's, it's brand new. Um, I can't, uh, because of the nature of it, I can't say uh, what it is, but it's, uh, I'll just say it's, it's, it's also robots. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. And then when it comes out, you'll be, oh man, he did that one. That's awesome. And, uh, and also here in Canada, uh, doing a, a show called uh, Miss Persona. 
uh, which is a uh, preschool live action show. I play Mayor Joe. He's the mayor of the Fix It Up Forest. And uh, it's a really, really great cast. Uh, we got a lot of uh, fan favorites on that show. So you can check that out as well. So, so staying busy. When I'm not yeah. meta B, I'm, I'm, I'm still keeping busy. So uh, it's a good time. All right. Uh, thanks a lot for, for chatting to us today and uh, taking some time out at the very late hours of the day. No, no, no. That's all right. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere uh, and literally with you, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is good stuff. But uh, thanks for having me, Grady. And uh, for all you Metabots fans, I'm glad you guys are still loving the show. Glad you guys still enjoy it. So, uh, uh, you know, keep getting your fill and stuff and you'll be good to go. More Metabots, more power. That's what's up.